You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Laura Collins, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded on location at the ABA's Antitrust Law 2017 Spring Meeting in Washington, D.C. Joining me now, I have Russ Damtoft, the Associate Director of the Office of International Affairs at the Federal Trade Commission, Miguel Flores Bernays, if I said that correctly, Perfect. <laughs> uh, the shareholder at Greenberg Traug, and Mariana Tavares, who is a partner at Levy and Salomo. And these are the three co-chairs of the Antitrust in Americas conference that'll be taking place uh, May 31st to June 2nd in Mexico. More information about the program can be found on the antitrust section website. So just taking things in turn so folks can get to know you a little bit, could you maybe take a minute or two to talk about what your practice is? Uh, Mariana, perhaps you could start? Sure. I joined private practice after nine years in government. That was six years ago. And uh, I do almost 100% antitrust work. Currently, I also do some corruption work, but mostly related to antitrust cases. I do some merger work, many cartel cases, and some unilateral conduct cases. It is a very diverse and international practice, very interesting. It gives me a lot of opportunity to engage with friends and colleagues from around the world. I have a lot of fun (laughs) doing my work. And you're based in Brazil, right? I'm based, I'm the lucky partner. I'm based in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, (laughs) with a lovely view to the sugar loaf. Very nice. I'm a little jealous. And Russ, how about you? Well, I've been with the FTC for over 30 years now. I'm in the Office of International Affairs, and a big part of my job is trying to make our enforcement as interactive and cooperative with the other authorities in the region. Now, I came to know both Miguel and Mariana when they were in government in Mexico and Brazil. And when the opportunity came to... uh, work with them on the Antitrust in the Americas conference, I jumped at it. And let me also add that anything I say here, my own views and not necessarily those of the FTC. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and Miguel? Well, Robert, it's a pleasure to be here with you and with Ross and Mariana. Well, like Ross said, I work in the government. I was a commissioner in the Mexican Competition Commission for nine years. And then after that, I started my private practice in a very small boutique firm in Mexico City dedicated only to antitrust issues. And now I work in Greenberg Traurig. I'm a shareholder there, been there for, for two years. And my main practice is related to merger control, cartel prosecutions, and uh, abuse of dominant position issues. And it's very fun. <laughs> Sounds great. And, and the three of you are the co-chairs of the Antitrust in the Americas conference, which is coming up, right? Um, could one of you speak a little bit about that, uh, what folks should be looking forward to? Well, let me start. Antitrust has been a real growth area in the Americas. When I started at the FTC, there really was nothing in Latin America at all. And now there are some very strong, growing, uh, mature and maturing regimes. uh, And Mexico and Brazil and Chile and increasingly Argentina are places which need to be on the map of any antitrust enforcer who's doing a multinational practice. Uh, Both of them are very well respected and they have a number of people who have come out of those agencies and are now establishing well-rounded 
competition practices. So not only is there good competition enforcement, there's also a strong competition bar. And I think if you've got a multinational deal, if you're not paying attention to those jurisdictions, you might be missing the bus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything else uh, either of you two think that people should particularly be looking forward to at the, the conference if they get a chance to make it there? Oh, there's plenty to pay attention to. Adding to what Russ just said, I'd certainly pay attention to cartel enforcement in the region. Several jurisdictions, Brazil is certainly one of them, but uh, you see that in Colombia, in Chile, in Peru and Argentina also, to some extent, uh, agencies have stepped up enforcement on cartels. In Brazil, for example, there has been, and in Mexico as well, Criminal enforcement is uh, is a big issue, and we we are going to discuss some of these topics uh, during the in some of the panels in the in the conference. That's great. Do they have immunity programs like they have here in the U.S. for cartels? Is that something that's been around for forever, or something that's a little newer? That's a critical tool in uh, in the the cartel enforcement in the region, Brazil executed his first leniency agreement in 2003. Since then, Kaji executed leniency agreements in over 70 cases. Many of these cases have parallel criminal investigations. They are exchanging information with criminal authorities all the time. It seems like Mexico has stepped up criminal enforcement as well, so certainly a lot to pay attention to. And that first case was probably you that was uh, running it, right? I was at the agency at the time, yeah. uh, and that just reminded me of the first dawn raid that some referred to as the Yabba Dabba Do case. Uh, <laughs> it was the Yabba Dabba Do case because it was in the Flintstone market. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Miguel, is there anything uh, you're particularly looking forward to? Yes, we want to be talking about compliance issues. And also, I mean, there's, there's a lot of concern when two competitors are uh, having discussions, for example, to create a joint venture. And uh, different jurisdictions have issued guidance on how you can conduct this, uh, these, these talks, the protocols you should follow to avoid any risk on, on competition issues. So that, I think, is going to be a very interesting panel uh, that, that will be of interest to, to a lot of lawyers. Sounds really interesting. Yeah. And there's more, too. We're going to talk about antitrust and communications. We are going to, to talk about distribution issues. We're going to have uh, a session with uh, some enforcement authorities and another session with the, with the courts, which has also played an, uh, an important role in antitrust enforcement. Yeah, I think it's, it's worth also talking about mergers because within the last few years, uh, Brazil, Mexico, and Chile have all gone to pre-merger notification systems, which means you have to get your deal cleared before you can merge. Argentina is about to do the mm-hmm. same thing. So uh, you know, South America is going to have to be on the landscape, or Latin America is going to have to be on the landscape for any merger lawyer. Yeah, isn't the, the new law in Chile coming into effect this summer? That's correct. That's right, yes, in June. Yeah, no, it seems like there's a lot going on throughout all of Latin America. Mariana? I just wanted to, uh, wanted to highlight one of the elements of, uh, that is a common element of all the panels, too, is that it, we plan it in a way that it will be very interactive. So it won't be just a, a series of panels where people sit and they give talks. We're organizing in a way that it will be interesting to economists, lawyers, to young lawyers, 
uh, to law students, and we will discuss several uh, current issues in a very interactive way. And on that point, I think uh, before we started taping, someone was mentioning for law students, uh, there are a limited number of free spots at the conference. That your that's, understanding? That's right. So yeah, uh, yeah, if you're yeah, a law student, sign up quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should hurry. <laughs> and speaking to that, uh, we, we probably do have a, a lot of younger lawyers and law students listening to this. And I know you all have had very different careers, but um, you know, is there maybe one example you could give of a time it was really helpful to have an understanding of what was going on in a number of different jurisdictions? Um, because probably most of the folks listen here are based in the U.S. And I've found it very valuable to have interactions with folks uh, throughout the Americas. And, and I'm sure you all probably have had even more uh, interesting moments. Oh, for sure. This is an area of law that is at the, that it where the, there's a lot of interface with several other areas of law, but also with issues that are ongoing on several several jurisdictions at the same time. So knowing what's going on in different places of the world will help you provide a better advice to your client. Yes, and we were we were talking some minutes ago with with several Latin American lawyers. And uh, there was uh, an announcement made by the Mexican Competition Commission on, on, on sharing intelligence with other competition commissions around Latin America. And uh, we, we said, well, look, if they are sharing their information, we should have more information among lawyers we are in the, who are in the private practice and uh, share that information to know where the commissions are going, where the, the, the government is, is going, where are, where are you going to have the new investigations and be prepared for that. So uh, that's something that uh, will be interesting for all international law students. You know, I found working with Latin American antitrust to be absolutely fascinating. And I think I probably have learned more antitrust from working with Latin American countries than I did at home. When I was studying antitrust earlier, you know, there were all these rules and I was trying to remember all the rules and what are the elements of a tying agreement. It made my head hurt. Mm -hmm. And then when I started seeing the actual problems which you see in economies which have a, a tradition of state domination, which is a, just a different form of monopolization, and they're trying to transform them into market economies with vibrant competition, you start to see what these rules are all about and how they really make a difference in people's lives. And then there comes a point where you almost don't need to know what all these rules are because it all starts to hang together. It's all trying to fulfill an economic principle to make economies work and to make consumers' lives better. It's a great point, Russ. Definitely true from my perspective as well. Thanks for sharing all of that. Uh, sort of looking forward a little bit into the future, I know we've touched on a few points. Is there, there's something that folks should be keeping an eye on, in particular, if they were to set, you know, one news alert <laughs> about antitrust in, uh, you know, throughout Latin America for the next year or so. What should they set it for? I think the point uh, Miguel made uh, a minute ago about closer cooperation, I think that's definitely a trend. Mm -hmm. uh, you, well, we heard it here at, at this, during the spring meeting, the uh, Latin American agency saying that they will, they, they will work on cases together, that they will cooperate closely. So I think that's, that's definitely a trend. I would accept enhanced enforcement and mm -hmm. uh, uh, from here on as well in the cartel area 
And uh, since all these jurisdictions are increasingly suspensory jurisdictions, I would watch out for gun jumping enforcement too. Right. So, um, yes, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, and if you are a young American lawyer, uh, you want to know what is going on also in Latin America. This will be becoming more, more important in the, in the future, no? And you're seeing a greater degree of cooperation between the authorities and a greater degree, a continuing degree of convergence in the antitrust regimes mm -hmm. throughout the Americas. Uh, I think the other thing to look forward to is there's still some jurisdictions which are still only now creating their regimes, but there are regimes, there are competition agencies in places like Honduras, Trinidad and Tobago, Paraguay. Uh, they're going to be playing a role too. Great. Shifting gears just a little bit, uh, you're, you're all very involved in the ABA, um, and I was just wondering how your ABA work has sort of become part of your practice, how you got involved, if you could spend just a minute on that. I am very much involved with the ABA. I think it's great that it's uh, such an international bar association. I participate in the international task force. I have attended the ABA spring meeting and the antitrust in the Americas uh, since I was doing, well, probably my LLM here in Washington, D.C. at Georgetown. It's, uh, I learn a lot during all these conferences. It's, I really enjoy participating in the international task force. The younger lawyers that work, my colleague, my younger colleagues at the firm, they are always eager to uh, collaborate on these uh, inter the international task force projects because we all learn a lot and we cooperate with colleagues all, from all around the world. It's, it's a great business development opportunity too. And again, very much, very interesting. The ABA is very important. A few years ago, no Mexican lawyer will come to, to the spring meeting, for example. No, mm -hmm. There was one or two there that were visiting. Right now, we are uh, 30 or 40 uh, Mexican lawyers attending the spring meeting. And the antitrust in the Americas has, has become more and more and more important. So uh, right now, if you want to be a successful antitrust lawyer, you have to come to Washington mm -hmm. every year and you have to attend the antitrust uh, in the Americas. So... So this, this has been, this gathering of, of, of different lawyers of different nationalities has become more and more important. You know, one of the great things about the section of antitrust law is that it is very heavily focused on improving the practice of making sure that antitrust law domestically and globally is trying to serve the purposes that Senator Sherman and uh, had in mind over 100 years ago. It's a place where people you know, put down the interests of their own clients and start talking and engaging with people, uh, you know, with an idea to make to make things work better. I've found that having the kind of contacts I make here, the conversations I make are just essential to my job, mm -hmm. and it really is almost seamless between what I do at the FTC and uh, in the ABA. Great. Well, it looks like we're running a, a little short on time, so I just want to give everyone one last opportunity uh, to the folks who uh, will be listening to this. Is there one last piece of advice or something they should know about the conference, you know, logistics or anything like that, or about practicing and working with the AB in, ABA in general? Don't miss this conference. It's going to be very interesting and a lot of fun. You don't want to miss Mexico City. <laughs> yes, well, I, I, I should say Mexico City has become a very vibrant an interesting city. There are very good restaurants and uh, places to go and have fun. 
Uh, the the pyramids are very near, so you can take advantage of that. So Chimilco. I mean, there's so much things to do. So the conference, it's a, it's going to be a very interesting conference. But if you are in Mexico City, you have to take advantage and stay there at least one or two days more. Yeah, and there's going to be a tour to the uh, pyramids organized uh, the day before the conference. Uh, and uh, the people who are going to be there are really some of the most the nicest and most open and sharing people you will meet in the hemisphere. So I think you'd be missing a moment if you weren't able to come. It sounds amazing. Uh, I, I'm sure everyone who goes will have a really great time. We'll You're coming, Laura, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're crossing my fingers. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of our program. I want to thank all of you, Mariana, Russ, and Miguel, for joining us today. If our listeners have questions or wish to follow up with you, how can they reach you? I can be reached by email at mtavares at levysalomau.com.br. And if you go on the FTC website and put in my, my name, you'll see my email. I'm very happy to respond. Well, I can be reached at mfbernes at gtlaw.com. Thank you all. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Laura Collins. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.